0: Hi and welcome to the Pride Road Architects Podcast. I'm Lisa, Lisa Raines, and each episode I'll talk to people who interest me in the world of architecture and business. So join me and fellow lions and lionesses as we explore architecture in the den. everyone and welcome to architecture in the den and today we're back over in the states again um talking to shannon hughes um so hi shannon do you want to just introduce yourself
1: sure yes i am in the states i'm in the bay area um in san francisco so um i live just north of the city uh, and uh, in California. <laughs> and uh, yeah, my name is Shannon Hughes, and uh, I have a practice called Enliven Studios. And what we do is we work with um, architecture firms, design firms to support teams in developing a, what I call a people-first culture. So how do we establish the the values and the blueprint um, of the culture for kind of what needs to stay and what might need to shift so people feel like they belong. So everyone is resilient, and we really understand in the organization what that shared heartbeat is, so that people stay and do good work for long periods of time. And your facial expressions are cracking. I know. Me up I'm into just that. like, there's
0: lots of words <laughs> in there that I don't quite right. Okay, so uh, maybe. Um, there's uh, a UK cultural difference. So first of all, you guys talk about firms, don't you? Whereas over in the UK, we talk about practices or studios.
1: Yes. Well, I'd say we we use we use those. We also say studio, firm, practice. Yes. I think um, just depending on who you're talking to, you'll those are kind of interchangeable. At least in my experience, I can't speak for everyone.
0: And so you're working with architects and other designers as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, I, and I've been doing this work for a while for, um, startups as well, um, as well as large organizations. I've done work with LinkedIn and, um, and some other larger organizations. that do work for nonprofits. So, um, so yeah, but architecture is in that portfolio of folks that I'm supporting right now.
0: Cool. So, what yeah. sort of services would you generally offer to a startup?
1: About the same. It really it's the same methodology, the same way of thinking, um, you know, but it just depends on what the objectives are of the client. So generally in both the architecture world and in the startup world, I tend to work with teams or companies, depending on the size of those teams that are kind of looking around and going, "Okay, here we are. We have a viable product. We have market presence. We have. Um, movement, progress, we have a mission, we understand what we're all doing here. And we're kind of looking to scale, right? It doesn't necessarily mean we're looking to scale to the size of, you know, Google or Apple, but scale could be moving from the moving the needle from 11 employees to 15 employees. Mm -hmm. So, Working with that those kind of smaller, more agile teams um, who are really looking around and recognizing that change is imminent and it's time to start kind of taking care of people and determining what that means um, in terms of the company culture. So it that same that same methodology and how I would service and support those folks will be the same for startups or architects.
0: So is that like HR stuff?
1: yeah kind of kind of i think uh, these days god hr folks are being asked to do <laughs> 50 times more than they used to have to do right they're not only responsible for the, pos- the policies and processes anymore now it's also <laughs> employee well-being and making sure that people are resilient and happy and that retention numbers are staying intact so the, this people part can kind of can definitely be part of that hr world mm. um and it, yeah, so so it it is it's it's a uh, very related to human resources and also tangentially related because sometimes there's a defining line between what HR folks do and what the people operations folks might do, but they're all both of those capabilities are very much about people. Yes. So
0: your sort of people operations. So yeah, what sort of thing. What so what does that mean on? a you know what uh, what are you working on this week what's on your desk
1: yeah great so question I'm just, I'm
0: just trying to understand what you do yeah
1: yeah yeah so just to get really tactical um i am working with an architecture firm right now in the states right. and they are 20 about a 20 person um practice yeah. so not all that big yeah. uh and they but but they are starting to scale right since I've been working with them since uh, six months ago they've already added three people to the, to their staff, mm-hmm. and a couple people have left right so there's some change and some movement in terms of um, folks working at, at the practice. Um, and when I, my, my first phase of supporting this firm or this practice, <laughs> now I'm, now I'm juggling all these firms. The first phase of coming in to work with them was um, I orchestrated an all day workshop. Mm. And what we did was, and the and the goal of that all day workshop and the goal of the first phase of working with them. And we're on phase three by now, by the way, but phase three, phase one rather was, let's establish our company values. That work hadn't been done before. Oh, so okay. we went in, we spent an all day session talking about what we individually believe in, like what our own core values are. Lisa, you have your own core values. I have my own core values. Mm-hmm. Why do we get up in the morning and do the work we do? Mm-hmm. We brought, we did that as pre-work. And then mm-hmm. we came into the room, we talked about our shared values So, your values are yours, mine are mine. What do we share? Where are the points of intersection and alignment? And out of that, we then did some additional work and some more intake. And we devised the five values that now are the foundation of how this company is going to continue to be. And we also
0: like a marketing activity. Is it inward facing or outward facing?
1: It's much more inward-facing. I mean, there, there definitely there there are marketing opportunities, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but really, I talk about values being integrated into every every part of the employee life cycle. So from the moment from awareness to recruitment to onboarding mm-hmm. to training uh, to retention efforts, and then all the way to offboarding. Right? Mm-hmm. Those are all the different stages of the employee life cycle. So what does it feel like to live in integrity? Let's say integrity is one of the values. Well, how do we do that? What are the behaviors that are tied to that? Mm-hmm. And so what we did for this firm is we identified five values, which are essentially words, right? But how? What? What's? who cares? What's the point? What, I mean, a word is a word. Everybody understands them differently. So what we did was we took it a step further and we identified what are the three or four behaviors that we all agree really elevate what that value is. So if the, uh, if the value is trust, well, the three behaviors that we might, that, that we might all agree to are, um, admitting when we do, when we make mistakes, celebrating mistakes, that might be a behavior that we all agree we're going to do, right? Another thing for, um, establishing trust might be, um, you know radical candor and open conversations and so what we do is we tie those behaviors to the values and then we really put those into every single part of the employee life cycle so that it's 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 those values are so deeply embedded for how we operate as a team here um that we're all speaking the same language and we're really kind of tracking against those as we service our clients, go to market with a new, um, you know, go um, enter into a new market like education or, uh, you know, um, low income housing or any of those. Um, How do we kind of take all those values and the behaviors that we use and uh, express those in our day-to-day behavior here at this company?
0: Okay, so I'm I'm just because I'm I'm come from a smaller practice mentality. So when I say smaller practice, you know, talking micro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So is there anything that we can take from that into the kind of almost solo practitioner type thing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I am also a solo protect practitioner, mm. and I've done this work um for myself. Oh, yeah. um to yeah to do some reflecting on what what are my company's values mm. what is it if I were to hire somebody tomorrow yeah. what does it feel like to work here right yeah. and I actually um I'm looking over here because to my left because I've got it all written out right. I wrote I wrote a culture manifesto yeah. and um mm-hmm. it's a. Uh, and I used a few prompts to kind of get me on the road to writing it, but it's uh, it's some words that really describe what it feels like to work here. So that if I were to hire you tomorrow, Lisa, I would say, this is what it means to work here. This is what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, mine says the culture of Enliven studios is vibrant and alive. There is music and fanfare. People put their feet up and their heads back with laughter because people here are funny and flavorful and fabulous. <laughs> um, so it just gives you a vibe of who I am and how oh, I run my work.
0: Oh cool. yeah, 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 yeah. So would you go that out to Indeed or what is it, Job Monster, Monster, Monday. Monster? Would yeah, that put that on your job or LinkedIn. Looking for a blah blah blah
1: I'd say yeah. I mean, God, when's the last time you saw a job posting that actually like? threw you in right they rarely yeah. have a. Yeah. <laughs> they rarely have some yeah, narrative that, that,
0: that... that's true it's a, yeah kind of for me I mean I went down a kind of I started my practice 12 years ago and I kind of started thinking about growing into a large practice so mm-hmm. you know there were start I think we had about three four and four part timers at early doors and we did have a cultural manifesto um you know I kind of went down and I did the did that sort of stuff I kind of wrote down kind of our office office rules but it was um that was sort of in in air quotes I just did for those people who are listening um and I kind of really embraced it and it was really good fun but at the end of the day the business model changed um, significantly quite quickly. Um, and instead of uh, instead of growing the practice to sort of like a, a medium-sized or SME or, or whatever, you want to say, I decided to go down the franchising route. Yeah. So we kind of came back to a core of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I went on a kind of using... Um, sort of subcontracting out work so it was much more agile um, uh, much leaner so I had um, lower overheads much lower overheads and it meant actually um, that my cash flow was uh, worked as opposed to not which Mm -hmm. is where I would put myself because I think when I set up in business I hadn't had any sort of business training whatsoever Mm -hmm. and so just learned by my own mistakes Um, Mm -hmm. and you know kind of really wanted to go in this people first direction and then actually went no the numbers have got to work first yeah yeah (laughs) Um, and then you know we are So we're now at five franchisees, which is amazing. Um, But in in head office, it's still just me. Um, We tried recruiting. um, I had um, someone come in to help me on a a programme called Kickstarter. It's a a government funded programme. And um, that was really interesting and quite challenging as well. Um, so it's, um, it was a six month program and it just took so much time to mm. manage. It took my, yeah, took my eye off, off the ball on, on kind of practice growth. Um, so I kind of decided not to continue. Mm. Sorry, I thought I'd put my phone on flight mode. <laughs> 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 It's on flight mode, and still people have managed to contact me. It's just crazy. Um, oh God.
1: They're coming at you from all sides.
0: Yeah, well, it comes to the computer as well. So I
1: know, I know.
0: It's I know. Yeah. So now, yeah, thinking about that. Um, if I was to to recruit, um is interesting Mm -hmm. I mean for me it's kind of working I mean it's taken me quite a long time to work out an organogram of kind of what what I do what I'm Mm -hmm. good at Mm -hmm. what I need where I can get help
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: where I need help and stuff I don't have to do (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. Hey, believe me, I'm in the same place right now. And I go back and forth about hiring a virtual assistant, you know, somebody who might be able to help me take some of those things off my list that are, they're not my zone of genius at all. They're like, I'm not good at them. (laughs) They take too much time. They take me away from serving my clients. You know, Mm -hmm. they take me away from business development and yet you have to do them because that's part of the job of running a business, right? So Sometimes you have to say, okay, let me look at my numbers and let me look at my budget. And maybe I can just take a small portion and allocate it towards some semblance of assistance. And that doesn't always have to break break the bank, mm-hmm. depending on where you're finding your support. Um, and it's hard too, right? Because you own everything. So mm-hmm. to let go and to trust somebody else to do components of your business is tricky. Um, but to go back to something, two, two things that, that you just said that really re- that kind of resonated and wanted me to make mention is, um, even as a solopreneur or a small business owner, like yourself, who's obviously scaling just in different ways, right? You may mm-hmm. not be scaling your own team right there in your office, but you've got clear, clearly you're scaling to, um, to opening other doors and they with your oversight and your strategy. So, There's still great value in identifying, you know, what your company culture is and what your like what your what your employer brand is or what your brand is, period. Because you still want when those franchises open, you still want them to be opened in integrity with who oh, you mean, are and we what you stand really for
0: do, no we do how we're really strong in our brand focus we've got yeah um, it was so important when we first set when i first set the franchise up with the pride yeah. road and yeah we've got the branding guidelines and um and it has it's just stood me in s- such good stead To have Mm -hmm. such a consistent, well thought out brand from the outset, Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, Yeah. it is really good, and we just have to, and and we, you know, we've kind of done a lot of this work, and then it's actually then reminding ourselves and revisiting it,
1: (laughs) yeah,
0: yeah, and it's yeah, and what we've done,
1: right. And what a great time. I mean, you know, everybody waits till the end of the year to do stuff and I'm not saying wait, but I am saying time now is a great time to potentially bring your team together and Mm -hmm. have a chat about, and I'm actually doing this with some um, organizations is I'm calling them, I'm calling them celebration sessions, but ultimately what they are, are a a co-created experience where I'm working with CEOs to sit down and say, Hey, look. I'll help you facilitate this, but it's your content. That's really going to sit and land with your people, right? My content doesn't matter. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm a consultant and I'm third party. It's Mm -hmm. you and your message and your opportunity to celebrate your teams, no matter how big they are. I mean, two people, three people, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And to say, thank you for being here we've been through this roller coaster whatever that may have included and i want you to know i appreciate you and also to sit down and use that as an opportunity to say what you're exactly what you're kind of describing lisa is what's our let's let's all sit and pause and reflect on what our mission is what are we doing here why are we doing this what are the values do we need to change them do we need to tweak something is it an opportunity for somebody potentially who's new to the team? Have mm-hmm. we heard from that person? Maybe they have some experience or worldview that they can add and voice so that we can continue to evolve what it feels like to work here at Pride Road because yeah. it's an evolution. It changes yeah. all the time, right?
0: Yeah. No, sounds good.
1: And the other thing I, I was gonna like say to about <laughs>
0: what'd you say what I'm just writing notes and I've just put my cardigan on because it's gone cold and I've changed my lighting and
1: <laughs> it's all very important stuff you got to be comfortable <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. yeah the the other thing that I was going to mention is you mentioned the kickstarter and I'm not too I, I thought you meant something different in the in the states oh, okay. a kickstarter is like a crowdsourced fundraising website um,
0: yes yes no ours is different ours was like a government funded program for six months where they um supported a young person in um industry and and it was just about them kind of getting their first jobs yeah it was uh pretty fully funded for like 25 hours a week um for 6 months. So that that was really good. And so what we did was like provided the training and the in the real life kind of work experience and experience of working in a practice, in in you know business. Yeah. Yeah, so very it, cool. Yeah, it it was really good, but it was, you know, that it was quite exhausting. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, sort
0: of like taking on, you know, that that well I was training basically for six months solid
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i can imagine i mean anything anytime the government has their hands on anything it's going to take extra time (laughs) there's going to be a lot of hoops to jump through and all the things yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah. all the things you mentioned you had a download what's that all about
1: i do i do i have a download um which is um enlivened studios.com slash people first one word people first and we can stick that in a show notes or whatever oh, but
0: enlivened
1: enlivened studios which is my that's website
0: n l i v e n e d mm-hmm. studios yep
1: uh dot com slash people first
0: is that a forward slash or back
1: Uh oh gosh it's from (laughs) upper right upper right to lower left (laughs) whatever that is okay I'll put it in the chat I can put it in the chat
0: people first and and so what's in your download
1: um uh, I'm just writing this down so you have it there um thank you sure so it is um five tips to inspire a people first culture Mm. and. I wrote it for people like you, Lisa, who have small, who are, you know, have small teams because they're, and I wrote this in the copy on the front page, you don't need to have a big budget or a big strategy to do this work. Sometimes it's just exercising. There you go. Yep. Sometimes it's just recognizing what your, what skills you need for your, uh, What skills, what emotional intelligence skills are going to help you and and buoy you to be the leader that you need to be? Mm. So, um, yeah, they they should come across, hopefully, as easy tips. Mm. Um, And if you, uh, if your listeners are interested, that's how they get to it. And they just need to stick their email in and they'll get the download. Easy peasy.
0: Easy peasy. Thank you very much.
1: You're very welcome.
0: I will have a look at that. So take a few easy steps towards building a people first culture today what is your co- company culture what is a people first culture how do you inspire your culture to be people first oh, That looks cool yeah thank you very much I'll stop sharing.
1: you're very welcome you're very welcome yeah, and I'm on LinkedIn. Um, Shannon Dean Hughes. My mate. My maiden name is in there, um, and I've got lots of content there about about culture, and a lot of it's actually unique to um, architecture because I'm really starting to yeah, so, so zero in.
0: You've um, decided to work in the architecture se- sector.
1: You know, it's funny people ask that question to me a lot. Um, the more I work with architecture, the more I see and this may sound like a stretch, but stay with me. My background is advertising. Mm -hmm. uh, And I worked in an advertising agency for a long time. And in an advertising agency, um, as you can imagine, it's very deadline driven. Mm -hmm. You are at the whim of clients, some very demanding and some very reasonable, depending. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're working with different types of folks from creative folks who are creating the the graphics and the taglines and the copy. And you're also, um, that's one hat that you wear, right? Mm -hmm. And the other hat that you wear is client support, customer Mm -hmm. service. And then the third hat of of many, many other hats is working with your team and Mm -hmm. being a leader within your team, whether or not you have people that you manage. Mm -hmm. So that reality that I lived in for 20 years at least based on my experience and i could be wrong i'm speaking to you 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 are the one who lives and breathes this as an architect mm-hmm. um it seems pretty resonant with with um folks in architecture practices mm-hmm. this idea that you are also at the whim of clients. You're mm-hmm. also having to exercise the analytical brain and the creative brain almost mm-hmm. in the same split second. Mm-hmm. um and you know, depending on whether you are in a management position or even not, it's just as a member of a team, you're also on a daily basis asked to communicate effectively with the people around you so that you can deliver on deadline. Uh, and so I don't know. I just kind of my world seems to really, integrate with the realities of what I see in servicing some of these architecture firms. Um, And I just, I just am loving more and more, the more I peel back the onion and start to talk to people like you, there's been so many folks that I've just hopped on phones with to say, hey,
0: I like your podcast. Did this come up? So, you know, sort of Sean Hughes of Bay Area in California and uh, sorry we haven't talked about time zones what time is it
1: there <laughs> da, 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 da. it's 9 34 in the morning
0: wow. <laughs> <laughs> so on monday so, on monday show, show me just show me out your window because you're ne- are you next to a window yeah just turn your screen look it's,
1: it's daylight.
0: daylight look look at me look look <laughs> <Cartons and candles. laughs> oh my gosh
1: I can even see it's so it's so dark in your room that your um your light from your inside the room is reflecting on the outside on the outside window
0: I'm sorry (laughs) every single time I have a conversation with someone this day
1: I know I know I've heard them on your podcast (laughs) it's awesome I, I know we do. I know I, uh, a couple of years ago or maybe last year, who knows time is so weird, but, um, I was, uh, I was doing workshops and, um, I was facilitating work for a company in Australia and oh my goodness, did that blow my mind? It was oh. like, you know, it was like, it was four o'clock here yeah. and it was 9 a.m. the next day for them. And, you know, I'm about to take, I'm like, nap time for me and they're having their first cup of coffee.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, yeah. So, so it's the same. So it's the end of the day. I'm gonna, you know, I've, the dogs have been out for a walk and after this call, tea's going, you know, dinner's going on. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. And after, you know, and it's been, um, it's Monday. So, It's been a bit of, it's been a really full on day today, uh, but good, really good. Um, but it's light outside your house and it's dark. Yeah. 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 And I'm, you just said big day, good day. I mean,
1: you know, this is my paper calendar. This is my day. It's like back, 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 back. So I'm about to, I'm about to start my big awesome day and you just
0: just finished my big awesome day. I I think it must be, Um, I lived in the, I came to the States um, about 20 years ago, 25 years ago, and I lived in New York, and Fun. so, you know, I used to have those conversations back home, and there would be delays on the phone, mm-hmm. you know, and it would be a, hello, yes, you know, and that's within living memory.
1: I know. Uh, just,
0: Even Skype, even Skype, you know that's two years ago. There was there were delays.
1: Yep, and now you've got WhatsApp that's like instantaneous and free, and
0: (laughs) what Facebook Messenger. (laughs) Two, Two, three years after lockdown, and I'm still my mind is still being blown over
1: you should have you shouldn't interview some expert you should do a google search and find some expert or ask your community to refer somebody to you who's like a I don't know like a psychologist and yes. time if or something listening. I don't know
0: if anyone's listening I just why why I don't know why do I get so I don't know excited <laughs> yeah
1: yeah it's time travel it modern is- day yeah
0: <laughs> i i remember when um <laughs> this is going to sound so awful but i re- i remember when my grandparents did an around the world cruise trip uh-huh literally around the, the the world and i said are you going to gain a day or lose a day when you cross the date line and my my grandpa had no idea what i was talking about it's like you know you're talking nonsense what what you talking about I'm going to how can you gain a day or lose a day and yeah yeah we came back (laughs) they're like oh my goodness his mind was blown
1: (laughs) I think where where it really like really does me in is when I leave like we we were in Ireland over the summer and Mm. we left we left Ireland I can't remember this. Sp- I don't remember how it even worked, but we basically left Ireland and arrived here in the States yeah. in San Francisco, yeah. you know, like at the same time or something. I can't remember, but it's like, how did that even, yeah. yeah. And it was an 11 hour flight and it's yeah. somehow it's only like three hours yeah. after we left. I mean,
0: like- <laughs> you see, it's not just me. It's not just. Nope. 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 Oh, nope. Dear. Um, well, it was lovely talking to you. Um, you too. Yeah, and so yeah, we were just talking about how you found, yeah, how 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 did you hear about yeah Pride Road? I mean,
1: honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, at Google. I, actually, I think I found you by the search function in my app. So I have Apple, Apple podcasts on my phone and, oh, yes. um, I did a search for architecture or architecture design or yeah. And you were there,
0: there and you on, were. On which app were you using? What podcast? Um,
1: the, 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 um, Apple. iPhone, Apple app. Yes.
0: Ooh, there you go. Yes. Sorry, come up. We're... There you go. Yep.
1: Old um, world. and then <laughs> okay. what do you say?
0: It's a world renowned podcast
1: that's right that's right yeah and then i listened to some of your content and it, then um i think i mentioned the first time we met that uh, you had interviewed um oh gosh what's the gentleman's name who's in partnership with mark lepage
0: Jeff. um thank you
1: mm-hmm. thank you yes um and i was familiar with his work because so here here's the thing about me i am i am voracious in my wanting to learn and know people and understand so <laughs> I'm like, you know, you just picture a string and I'm like, pull the string and I find people along the way. And one person led me to the next person who led me to you.
0: Oh, there you go. <laughs> so
1: It's all, it's all part of it, but yes, ultimately I think I did a search on the app and that's how I found you. And then I listened to your content and I saw some of the overlaps and people that we had known, or at least that we follow and read. And since then, you and I have shared some other resources, which is yes,
0: great. yes. And I have been in fact been in touch with Mark LePage, and I have a meeting with him in January. So thank you very much. Lovely. You're
1: very welcome. <laughs> You're very welcome. Networking. He's delightful.
0: It's international networking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. And thank you for having me. I look me. forward to staying in touch with you.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And just for your listeners, grab that download and um, find me on LinkedIn and. We'll keep talking. And you and I too, Lisa, it's such a pleasure to talk to you today.
0: Okay, all right. Uh, Have a great day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy your meal. Have a great dinner.
0: (laughs) Thank you for joining me, Lisa Rains, for Architecture in the Dam. If you want to find out about franchising, check out our website, prideroadfranchise.co.uk. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, subscribe and leave a review and do get in touch through your favorite platform if you'd like to be a guest.